The live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today. Also, thanking those listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also, thanking those listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to give you the opportunity to see how much you know about Boomer Trivia that you might know or might just remember. It's going to be fun and interesting, so stay tuned to this show for the questions and answers. And I'm going to, you're going to be dealing with uh, my in-studio guests who are going to answer the question, but you're going to also need to take some paper and pen and write down these questions and answers and take this Boomer Trivia quiz along with us today. It's going to be, of course, a lot of fun, and you're going to be given the opportunity to call into this radio show today to win some valuable prizes. So listen up and stay tuned for some very interesting Boomer Trivia questions. It is Saturday, July the 9th, and we are broadcasting our radio show today live from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. Good morning, Miss Angela. Good morning. We are going to say we are saddened about the incidents that happened both in Baton Rouge and in Minnesota as well as in Dallas. So we express our sympathy to the, the, the victims and the families and others that uh, it happened at these sad and, and tragic events. But we, we need to move on. We need to all get together, right? Absolutely, yes. And, uh, again, we express our condolences on these particular sad situations. And they, things do happen like this, but we hope they, we learn from this and, and move, move forward. It's good to be back been been gone a few weeks, haven't I, Angela? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. And we're going to talk about that in the near future, about my travels. Uh, my wife and I went to Europe, and we had a wonderful time um, going to various locations in Europe, and, and uh, we appreciate coming back to the United States of America. See, I've only been to England, so you're, you're a much broader traveler than I am. Wow. But, uh, again, it, it is great coming back home. It's great experiencing all those particular cities and meeting with people throughout the world and explaining them about what we do in America and also learning what they do in those various foreign countries. Be sure to pick up the July issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 522 distribution locations. You're unable to find a copy. Remember, you can log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues of our magazine. Today, the Shreveport Times published on this Saturday, this Saturday today, uh, my senior living article. I've done 122 different senior articles and hope you uh, have the opportunity to pick up the Shreveport Times to go online to view that article. It talks about predictors of longevity. So I hope you enjoy that. I've already thank you for the many compliments I already received today before coming to today's radio show. Again, it's going to be in the each and every Saturday edition of the Shreveport Times. 
Do remember to log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listening to announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. Before we go to break, this is our first trivia question. Growing up as a youngster or teenager, everyone enjoyed, including our parents and even grandparents, the newest breakfast treat item that was introduced in 1964. What was this particular, very popular, and I loved it, breakfast item that was introduced in 1964? If you know the answer, do call us today at 320-5335. That's 320-5335. The first caller with the correct answer will win a prize package worth $50. Again, call 320-5335. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show today is some very special guests who are taking the first boomer... Trivia quiz here live in the studio here at News Radio 710 Keel and on the Best of Times Radio Hour. First of all, is these are both of my dear friends. Is Miss Paula Hickman? Paula. Paula is good morning, Miss Paula. Paula is the executive director of the Community Foundation. Has been a guest on our show to explain what the foundation, a fantastic foundation that provides both educational support to organizations and agencies throughout our area. Tell us what else you do. Well, primarily we, we are a resource for donors. We want people in our community to give well and give smartly and give good to all of the wonderful nonprofits in our community. So we provide a lot of different uh uh, resources uh, available to the general public. We publish a community report card annually that tracks our quality of life in this community. We um, have a website called link, L-I-N-C-C dot U-S, where a donor can uh, have a, uh, it's a, G- uh, a, a, a GIS mapping platform to find agencies um, that they are interested in uh, helping or learning more about. Um, Both on the volunteer standpoint exactly. as well as monetary standpoint. That's exactly right. right. Uh, we we uh, want people to be able to know what is going on with all the wonderful nonprofits in this community. And then we bring groups together who are willing to work towards some of our region's most intractable problems. And so uh, we, we have a a pretty full plate. I know you do, and I congratulate you and your staff and all your board of directors and all the people that are involved with the Community Foundation. Thank you. So thank you for joining us today to be one of the in-studio contestants <laughs> in our Boomer Trivia. And my, my our second guest is Mr. Philip Sirio. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Phil. Phil and I have known each other for 
a lot of years. Long time. It's been a long time. It really has been. Back to college. And I will say that Phil is a remarkable financial advisor in the area. He helps me and helps many thousands of others in the area to uh, make our money last during retirement and elsewhere, right? Absolutely. That's uh, you know been been uh, working with you for years and years and yes indeed. Have another business as well, Gary. And I know it's it's a very tasty business that I've tried like 25 years ago. Well, you know, you've been in my Mardi Gras parade for many years, and I mean that's one of the things we've made a product or a, a drink called Bayou Tea. We've always had right. fun with it. And over the years, we've uh, made it, and for people who have come back uh, for the to the parade. But my daughter and my son-in-law put it on their menu at Rotolo's. And next thing we know, people started buying it. And we've gone through the process of getting it uh, approved by the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So we're now producing a product called Popsies Bayou Tea. Popsies. And, oh, well, my that's, a girl, grand, that's a grand thing. That's a grand, you, know, you know, my little girl gave me that name when she was three. Oh. So at this point in time, we have now got Popsies Bayou Tea out of the market. We are in... Uh, uh, Rotolos, we're in Twisted Root, we're in Herbie K's, we're at the Sandbar downtown, we're at Thrifty Liquor, we're at Tony's Liquor, and uh, we're expanding out every every week. We're picking up new restaurants, new bars, and, and it, uh, new it locations. Is, and it is some good stuff. I really in, enjoy it. But listeners out there, we're not drinking it today during the during the studio. I see you've got a cup over there. I do have a cup, but it's empty. <laughs> it's empty. It's empty, Phil. Uh, you don't want me to slur. I'm a slurring already. So we don't want to slur our speech. And y'all, I don't want y'all to pass out over there. But we, for it's, sure. very, it's very good stuff, and I highly recommend it. So thank you, Phil, for joining us today on the Best of Times Radio Hour to take our Boomer Trivia. So the first question that we that I asked was growing up as a teenager, everyone enjoyed the newest breakfast treat introduced in 1964, which was what item? Okay, Paula, what's the answer? I said Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts, correct answer. Phil? Is it? I said Tang. Tang. Well, it, well it, Tang was introduced, I think, a little bit... A little bit, a uh, little bit later, and we do have a uh, one of our listeners that did answer, did answer the question correctly. And do stay tuned because we're going to have other particular Boomer trivia quiz. Then we have a, a Mr. Harold Harville from Bombosier City answer the question correctly. We had a lot of callers. Again, keep calling. It's going to be the first caller that calls in, and we'll do another one just in a couple of minutes. So it was Pop-Tarts introduced. It was very popular in 1964 and uh, um, thousands of different varieties, etc. But th- that was one of the ones introduced, I think, by Kellogg's. Okay, here's, a no- here's our next question. What, number two, what new food product used the slogan in the 1960, What Builds Strong Bodies 12 Ways? Again, this was in the 1960. Everybody got their answer? Okay. Bill, what's your answer? Seems like that is Wonder Bread. That is correct. It's Wonder Bread. What did you say? Wonder Bread. Both of y'all did. Wow, you've got great memories. And why was it, why did it say that? Do you know? It had 12 new ingredients that bread had never had before. They injected these 12 ingredients, whether they were good or not, but it was white bread. Sure. And they didn't introduce uh, whole wheat bread until how many years later? Eight years, 1968. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of extra trivia. Okay, number three, y'all are doing great. 
from 1949 to 1975, the popular Pogo, the comic strip character, ran in newspapers throughout the world. Pogo the, the possum said time and time again in his comic, we have met the enemy and continue the statement. You got the answer? Everybody? The strip, but I don't remember his comment. <laughs> this was probably in 40,000 of his different uh, Okay. I Paula? don't know what you said. They are us. He is us. Well, he is us. He is me. So. Well, that's close. That's <laughs> close. He is us. Well, enemy yeah. can be plural. Okay, okay. <laughs> good, good answer. Okay, number four. From 1956 to 1970, after the popular evening news broadcast, which was, by the way, during that particular time, only 15 minutes. There was only 15 minutes of news uh, in, the, in the evening. The commentators would end their show, Good night, David. So what was the response from the other commentator? Very popular. Everybody got the answer? That was David and Brinkley, so that was United Chet, I would have to say. Very good. Yep. Both good of y'all answer that. Good night. David Brinkley was in uh, Washington, and Chet Huntley was in New York City. Boy, y'all are doing really good. Okay. Another popular slogan. I love slogan of products back in, the, back in the many years ago. Another popular slogan of a product, you wonder where the yellow went. So what was the end of the slogan? You wonder where the yellow went. Angela, you're not liking my singing. I'm sorry. So this was number five. You're too young. <laughs> I'm way too young for this one, believe me. Oh, no. This, was, this, was, uh, this has been around a long time. Okay. When you brush, brush your, your teeth, teeth with, with Pepsodent. Very good. Y'all got some great memories. The, most of the people, most of the that have taken this test could not answer that question. Okay. Number six. What year did the East Germans erect the famous Berlin Wall? Interesting. What year? Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't remember this one. Okay, answer? Very good, Paula. 1961 is the answer. Really? 1961. August 13th, it was, it was 55 years ago. It was erected in 61 and taken down in what year? 1989. So it was demolished 28 years later. Number seven, the familiar phrase used in playground for kids. I know that, that it was used on me. Um... In the 1960s and 1970s, and probably still today, the phrase started out, liar, liar, continue the phrase. Okay, Angela, you know, that, knows you know that answer is still being used today. Is that what it is? Answer? Hands on fire. Boy, y'all are good. Y'all are good. Very few people knew the answer to that one. Okay, this is a good one. Guys generally know this one. The ladies forget about this one, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not challenging Paula. You probably know this. Reading the comic books, watching TV and movie shows about Superman, we heard the dialogue from the announcer. 
Meanwhile, back in Metropolis, Superman fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and, continue the famous statement by this announcer. That's who the announcer was. Right? That is the American way. Very good. I'm impressed. Can we miss those kind of uh, comments nowadays? Yes, we really do. We we really do. We really. And do. let the record be noted, I did get it right. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very good, Paula. I'm impressed. I'm impressed for that one. A lot of people do not get that one. A lot of people say world peace, Wheaties. And I don't know why they put Wheaties. That was one of the popular answer. Wheaties and uh, never-ending battle of truth, justice, and my love with Lois Lane. I don't think that was true, but that's what that was. Somebody wrote the answer. Okay, number nine. Children watching black and white TVs, remember those, Phil, Paula? Mm. In 1947 to 1960, in the late afternoon, we heard the announcer say, Hey, kids, what time is it? What was our response to that particular afternoon television show in the 1947 and 1960? Answer? Very good. It's Howdy Doody time. Which took place again from 1947 to 1960. Bill, did you get that one? I didn't check. I couldn't, no, I didn't. I couldn't um, think of it. I, I knew this comment. Okay, that was number nine. This is number ten trivia question. What <clears throat> NFL quarterback appeared in a television commercial wearing women's pantyhose? Okay. Anybody know the answer to that one? Joe Namath. Wow. And what year was that? Do you know? 1974. And Paula, what do you remember what type of pantyhose he wore? Legs. It was Haynes Beauty Miss pantyhose. Oh. And he was known to be the first public cross-dresser male. <laughs> but he was a public. great quarterback. <laughs> public. Public. And he was a quarterback for... The University of Alabama. Yes, I know you had plugged that one in there. Okay, boy, y'all are good. Y'all are good. A lot of people don't remember this for that one. Number 11, the product Brill Cream, popular in the 50s and 60s, was developed in Great Britain, Great Britain and had the slogan to remember it by... Do you remember that one? I remember. I hated this stuff. A little dabble, do you? Wow, y'all are good. And actually, that was the end. That was the beginning of the song. Brill cream, a little dabble, do you? Brill cream, you'll look so debonair. Brill cream, the gals will all pursue you. They'll love to get their fingers in your hair. I wish I could still do something. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I, you know, a little dabble, do you? And it was actually pretty greasy. I don't know how many girls put their fingers in my hair, Paula, but I don't think it was that many. I don't recall ever feeling it. Okay, before we go to break, here is our next trivia question that I would like our listeners to call in to answer. And the first correct answer will win another prize package worth $50. Okay, listen up. As the TV censors were extremely cautious about what was portrayed by actors on television in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even today, but what was the first television show 
to have shown a married couple sleeping in the same bed. Think about that. Married couple, first television show to be in sleeping in the same bed. It was never portrayed on television before this particular date and television show. If you know the answer, do call us at 320-5335. We'll be right back for more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by Abers, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Dunning Country, Apes Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Rim, and Jeep Dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show are two special guests, is Miss Paula Hickman and Phil Serio, who are my in-studio guests taking our fabulous Boomer Trivia Quiz. So, Paula, what's the correct answer uh, let me, how many correct answers have you done so far? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow, you're you're all, you're there. Oh, you're 100%. I'm impressed. Okay, Phil, you're about. I think I've got about eight right. Eight okay. right. Okay, you can catch up. This one, I know I'm not. I'm. I have no idea who this. Which okay, one yeah, the, the question. Kind of the question was, uh, what first television show? to have shown a married couple sleeping in the same bed. Nobody knows the answer to that? I said Dick Van Dyke. Well, that was close, I but no. My three sons. It actually was, and we have a winner of our... Right, Angela? We have somebody who told us the correct answer. I'm impressed. The correct answer given by Craig uh, Pullman from Shreveport gave the correct answer. It was actually the Brady Bunch. Oh, In 1970, really? Mike and Carol, played, of course, by Robert Reed and Florence Henderson, um, were, was the married couple that was in the same bed. First time the censors ever allowed this. The other interesting thing about this show that I found, there were six kids in this show, remember? They're two mid-blinging. A, bl- a blending of families with one bathroom in this house. And if you notice, if you look at all these episodes, the bathroom has no toilet. The censors would not allow a toilet to be shown on television on any of the episodes from 1969 to March 8, 1974. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So congratulations to our winner out there. Wow. Okay, here's our next question, number 13. Before Robin Williams played Peter Pan, who played Peter Pan on the music in the musical uh, series, Broadway musical? I know the answer. Bill, I know this is a tough one. The women chilly know yeah. this. Very true. Mary. Paula's got the right answer. Mary Mary Martin played this Mary in Martin. 1954. And it, and the other interesting trivia, it actually this Broadway musical was portrayed live on NBC television in 1956, where she played it uh, on the the television production. Okay, here's a question that surprisingly a lot of people do not get the answer. And I'm going to ask it. I, I bet both of you know this answer. Name the Beatles their names.
Okay, Bill? You want the whole thing? Or well, it, you can get the first thing, but it's all right. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Yeah. Okay, John, right. Paul, George. Would you be surprised that 90% of the people that have taken this test forget George and John? Isn't that amazing? Hmm? They, rem they remember Paul and Ringo, but they forget about John Lennon and George and George Harrison. Okay, here's an, an, another commercial that I always loved when I was growing up. Very popular. And it started off, it's really, this, this commercial started in 1929 on the radio and continues on, I think, even to today. And it starts off with this. I'm strong to the finish. How does it end? Oh, Angela, you know this one. You watch this show? Okay. Answer? Because I eat my spinach, that is right. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. By the way, Popeye and Olive Oil were actually real people. Did you know that? They were real people. Uh, uh, their names were Frank Figel, F-I-E-G-A-L, and Dora Pascal. They inspired the comic strip creator, L.C. Seagar, to use their faces and features. And during the Great Depression, that's when he developed this slogan, it increased the spinach consumption in the whole United States by a whopping 33%. Really? So what was, his, what was his nemesis name? What was his nemesis name? What was the nemesis? Oh, I don't remember that oh, one. Oh, we know what I'll miss What was his nemesis? Bluto. Oh, Bluto. Yeah, Bluto. Yes, yes, yes. Or Brutus. <laughs> At one point there was the Brutus. But yeah, Brutus. Yeah, but yeah. Bluto was... Uh, Bluto. Yeah. Bluto. Okay, you're right. Wow. Good. Stump the, stump the panel. Stump the guy, stump the guy <laughs> here. Okay. Okay, here's enough. another one. Uh, TV show that, wow, it went from 1947 until 2004. Popular show had an introduction. When it's least expected, you're elected, you're the star today. What's the, what's the ending of this particular television show? The ending? Yeah, what's the, what continues on. When you're least expected, you're elected, you're the star today. Smile, hmm. you're on Canon Camera. Paula, you're right. Yeah. Actually, this, that television show began as a radio show. Now, you say, how could they do a Canon Camera on the radio? Well, it was actually Candid Audio Recordings. And then the ne next year, 1948, it became a television Candid show. Uh, uh, shows. That was a wonderful Alan Funk. That was. That was Alan Funk, right. Very good. Number 17. M&M's were first introduced in 1941. They were so popular. Why? Why were they so popular? Based upon this slogan. And Paula answers, belt in your mouth, not in your hand. Bo, both of y'all no. got that one. Okay, do we know why the M&M Mars Candy Company developed M&M's? Y'all don't know the answer? Probably for the military. Yeah. Very true. That's the answer. 
because during World War II, they needed to carry chocolate that wouldn't melt. So M&M's came up with a hard shell to their chocolates. Hmm. And uh, it started by accident, and they kept experimenting because some of the first M&M's were quite difficult to bite into, and they became, uh, uh, you know, it, it took a little while to get into the milk and chocolate inside, but eventually they got they got it perfected. And um, so M&M's still, pre- still produces M&M's in their factory in, I think, Hershey, Pennsylvania, if I recall. Um, I'm not sure if it's Hershey, Pennsylvania. I, I can't remember. I, I think it's a different company. Mars. It's I think Mar- M&M's Mars. Or yeah, Mars. Mars. It, it is out. Mars. It is Mars Candy Company. So how many M&M's do they stamp out each and every day by this company, do you know? A day? A day. Good Lord, it's got to be in billions. I have no earthly idea. In all shapes and colors. They have. They went through a phases of not having so many colors, and then eventually they got... This is amazing. I can tell you billions. Yeah. 400 million every day. Is, is produced by the Mars yeah. M&M. Judging by how many have gone through my grandkids' yeah. I find that to be <laughs> under undervalued, a low number. And that is, and now, they, of course, they have all shapes, sizes, and flavors, and, uh, you know, colors, et cetera. So it's, you know, it, it's totally amazing how, how we've gone from um, a, a small little invention to now 400 million a day. I, what I wanted to know, Phil and Paula, who counted that? I mean, do they have a little machine that sits there and counts it I'm sure they counts do. every day? A little, Data collection a little, is very important. That quality control, up, oh, throw that guy out. You know, that, that, that red one has the M&M stamp on it, not, not perfect enough, he's out. So I would be the person, Phil, the big person that would be the taste you tester. Imagine. I could be the taste tester there and say, hmm, that's not any good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. Number 18. This is another interesting candy that was in the 1950 and 1960. One of the most popular candies that kids like you and I loved on the playground to share, sell, trade, etc. Do you know what that was? Think about it. This one's a little tough. It's, they're still being made today, though they're not good for us, good for our kids, but you'll still see them today. And uh, if you have the old ones, oh, well. Anybody know the answer? Well, I said sweet tarts. Oh, that's close, but that's not the answer. Lifesavers, one thing. Junior Mints are lifesavers. I'm not sure. Well, think about this one. The the true answer, the most one of the most popular ones, according to uh, my Boomer trivia experts, is the wax Coke shaped bottles that oh, a, that had colored <laughs> sugar water in there. Do you remember those? Oh, those yeah. were the biggest traded I items. Tell you what that name is for nothing. Yeah, but uh, I remember them. Yeah. The name, they didn't really have a name. Uh, according to well, even the Internet now and the Google, there's no really specific names, and I don't remember the company. They're still being made today, and but they were the most popular item on the playgrounds in the 50s and 60s. Hmm. And, of course, what was, the, what was the caveat on these wax bottles? 
Don't wear them on a hot day in your pants. <laughs> well, that's true. But they also Human say <laughs> wax not meant for human consumption. Human consumption. However, there was a caveat: will not harm you if you ingest or eat the wax. Did you know that you could actually swallow it and eat it? It didn't bother you, but it wasn't primarily the purpose of that. You're supposed to bite off of it and throw it in the trash can or whatever. You know. Kindly take care of that. Okay, here's another item that I know both of y'all know this one. Decision-making, and our kids don't know this one, our kids and grandkids. Decision-making by kids in the 50s and 60s was by the following popular manner. Decision-making. How do they make decisions back in the 50s and 60s when we were kids? A phrase. I'll give you a helpful hint. I don't know. Very good, I Paula. No that is on that one. You've got e- me on that. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. That was the. That, that, that's a girl question. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, did boys not use that? I, I did. I probably was a weird person, but I, I did. That's how I made my decisions. And if I didn't like where is it coming to, what did we do? We can. Move. What did we do, Paula? We continued on. At least I did. Yeah. Or meeny, rock, meeny, paper, meeny, scissors. Or, rock, paper, scissors. That is that is part. another one. That's that's another answer that some people give. But no, any meeny, miny, mo was the popular way to make decision making. And I'm sure, yeah, Bill, finan- financial investors here in Wall Street, that's how they determine. Sometimes people think that. How they made a pick the stock, <laughs> right, or a bond. Is that what they did? Sometimes, I guess yeah. you it appeared that way every now and then. Hey, it's all random. Okay, now this one freaks out some of my kids and grandkids. What was coined the duck and cover drill in the 1960s? Duck and cover drill in the 1960s. Think about this one. Anybody remember this one? This is our question number 20. Well, that Answer? Was, that was a terrible, but I mean, because that was thought of war being attacked. Yeah. That is the aid. Getting under our desk. Getting under our desk for a nuclear attack. That was. To hide under your desk, covering your head, and with your arms in case of an atomic bomb blast. And that was the drill that we did. I remember doing it uh, at least once a week in my, in my uh, elementary day school at, at 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I remember that distinctly. But I always was this, the, the person that said, you know, Barksdale Air Force Base is just right down the street here. And I'm in Shreve Island, High School, <laughs> Shreve Island Elementary School. We were actually pretty close. And if I'm under my desk, I don't, it matter. I don't think it would matter. Yeah. The <laughs> other interesting statistic that a lot of our young people do not know, back in uh, those days of the Cuban Missile Crisis and dealing with Khrushchev in Russia, we were all concerned about fallout shelters, right? And the fallout shelters in the downtown locations and the cities and, and the churches and our individual fallout shelters. Did you know that the federal government spent over $100 million back in the, 50, the 60s to promote individual families to build fallout shelters? Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And only 1% of the whole entire population in the United States built individual fallout shelters in their backyards. You know, there of course there's some in the Shreveport and Bossier area, but I'm fathom that how many few people did it. But even today, there are individuals and groups and organizations that have 
fallout shelters, mm-hmm. very elaborate ones. I don't know if you've seen the, the reports and information about them. They're, they're some multi-million dollar fallout shelters that can hold as many as two people to as many as a thousand people that are privately placed throughout the United States and, and abroad. That, that, and it is a true statement. Okay, number 21. For those savvy students... And why is one of those savvy students, I'm going to brag, I was one of these individual students that loved it. When the tests were passed out in the 1960s on mimeograph paper, what did these savvy students do when the teacher passed out these newly mimeographed Test. What did they do, Phil? They smelled. They would smell it. They didn't right. Have it. They smelled it. A lot of our kids don't know that. Kids have no idea. Ah, it smelled, and it thought you thought you were intoxicated. Absolutely. And you would get a high by smelling. And the first person that would get these and would pass them down, what would they do? They would keep them the longest before they would pass them to other students. I don't know if you remember that. I did. I held them, and I kept sniffing them, and before I would pass them to the other 30 students of the class. But it was very strong. I've got the... the, 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 the And do you remember that that gel-like purple stuff that they were... Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the printing process. Part of the mimeograph printing process was that particular gel... And I think that was the the, 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 the ink and the, the solution inside of there that made it evaporate real quickly so it dried on the paper. I mean, I don't know all the, all yeah, the technicalities. Gary, if you look at the sheet that you painted out to us, you look at how clear it is. You remember when you would get those tests, it would look like you had taken a copy and, and put it on a copy machine and copied the copy about right. four times because you had these fat, bubbly letters that, that that's right. Legible. Okay, but we better move on. We're a little bit behind schedule here. Okay. Number twenty-two. What was the first astronaut to orbit the Earth? Astronaut to orbit the entire Earth. Answer. Shepard. No, they wasn't Shepard. Wasn't Shepard? John Glenn. Ah, very good. To Shepherd orbit the Earth, Glenn. John Glenn. Okay, what was the first, number 23, what was the first, this is a trick question, what was the first James Bond movie introduced in 1962? Majority of people answer this incorrectly. What's the answer? Paul answers. What did you answer? Dr. No is the correct answer. Most people say Goldfinger. Okay, number 24, what Olympic sport did then-named Bruce Jenner I mentioned that he was named back then, Bruce Jenner, win a Olympic gold medal record for in 1976. So what Olympic sport did he win that particular item? What did you put? Hold the, on. That's a no. Decathlon. The 10 rents. Wow, Phil. That's what he was on the uh, right. Wheaties box for. That's right. Before we go to break, here's another boomer question for our radio listeners. In 1962, Sam Walton opened his first Walmart store in what city? If you know the answer, do call us, 320-5335. The first caller will win a prize package worth $50. Call 320-5335. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, here at Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel.
now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Standing Country at Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Rim, and Jeep deal. I'm Gary Coligas, so thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is special in-studio guest, taking the Boomer Trivia Quiz is Mr. Phil Serio and Mr. Miss Paula Hickman. Um, so, Paula, what is your score so far of our particular 24 questions? I've missed three. Wow, you're fantastic. Only missed three. Okay. Wow, you're making me say this out loud. I think I've missed seven. Oh, Phil. So, that's the way you're it gonna, is. You're, you're going to come back and uh, have to, uh, you have a few more questions to go here. All right. So, in 1962, Sam Walton opened his first Walmart store in what city? Do you know? Well, I said Bentonville, but I... Kind of get the feeling that's not. No, right. that's not right. It might be Fayetteville. I'm not sure. It's Rogers, Arkansas. Where, Rogers. Rogers, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry to say I don't know where Roger. And we have a correct winner, the Caroline Hendricks from Shreveport. Answer the oh. Catherine. Excuse me, Catherine. I can't read that far away, Angela. Congratulations for calling in today to be one of our winners. Um, it was in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas. By the way, interesting. All of the financial experts throughout the United States said it was going to be a doomed business when he first opened this store up in 1962. Never will be successful, never will expand anywhere but Rogers, Arkansas. Hmm. Amazing predictions by those financial gurus back then, which proved wrong. What year did the, um, this is number 26. Again, what year did Andy Griffin's show debut on television? Do you know? It's been on. Yes. You know? 1963, that's close. This is a tough one. I think it's 1960. 1960, you're right. That's when it debuted. And it ended in 1968 with 249 episodes. I hate to tell you how I remember that. Okay, don't tell us. By the cars. Okay, so Boomer... Everybody, a boomer back then, wanted that touchstone telephone. So when did AT&T introduce to the public the touchstone telephone? What year? What year, Bill? Come on. 1965? No. It actually was 1963. Oh, wow. It took them three years. It was developed in 1960, but introduced to the public in November 18, 1963. Three years of customer testing actually was invented in 1941. Did you hear that? 41. But it was unreliable because they had no transistor. They had to wait to the invention of the transistor. Okay, before this date and time, the United States Postal Service did not have zip codes to use to mail letters. They just used street address, city, and state. So when were zip codes introduced by the United States Postal Service? Answer? The answer is 1963. Really? Um, and even what happened in 1963, <laughs> before that, we had two-time mail delivery per day. Twice, two-time. But in 1963, it was stopped to only one. The other interesting trivia, everybody says the government works in mysterious ways. They do. ZIP is an acronym for Zone Improvement Plan. Everybody thought it was just ZIP, you know, like speed the mail. No, it actually stood for 
Zone Improvement Plan. There are 42,000 zip codes in the United States. Okay, number 29. What drug drug did Time Magazine put on the cover of its April 7, 1967 issue? On the cover. What drug? There's only one. LSD. What did you say? The pill. The pill is correct. <laughs> the contraceptive pill was placed in a very controversial uh, issue of the Time magazine on the cover. That's amazing. All you have to say is the pill. That's right. That's right. Okay, amazing. before we go to break, again, I want to thank Paula. Uh, what's the, uh, the latest tally of your answers? I want to thank both of you all for appearing. We've got to close our show in a couple of minutes here. So what's the total? Huh? It's nine, so... Wow. Y'all are both fantastic. And thank you for being on the Best of Times radio show today to take our trivia. I know all our listeners out there found it fascinating. Hope you did, too. Hope you learned some new trivia that you can talk to your wife and your husband about tricking him like tonight. Maybe he didn't listen today. You can can ask him one or more of these particular questions. But uh, hopefully in the near future we're going to do this again. My listeners and and readers have asked us at the Best of Times to do more contests and trivia and more in our magazine as well as on our radio show and events and, and that's why we're here to please them today to offer this particular particular item. We do thank you for participating today. Well, thank you for having us, Gary. Appreciate it, Gary. Thank you. Thank Here's our me. last question before we go to we break. We have one more. We have one more. If you were lucky and had wealthy parents and were of driving age, what was that dream car that was introduced in 1964 that you really wanted to own? If you know the answer, do call us at 320-5335. That's 320-5335. Again, thank you again, Phil and Paula. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Deal. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you again for listening to our show today. Our last trivia question, if you were lucky and had wealthy parents and were of driving age, what was the dream car that was introduced in 1964 that you really wanted? Paula, what's the answer? Mustang. Mustang. Absolutely, Ford Mustang. (laughs) Ford Mustang, and we did have a caller, uh, Roger Ronald Tracy from Bossier City correctly answered our question. Again, thank you everyone for listening to today's show and answering our trivia questions. It was a fun show. Hope you gained some valuable information that you can use with family and friends and um, your trivia pursuit contesting different games. Again, uh, we thank Phil and we thank Paula for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. You know, I treated you pretty well, didn't I? I yeah, wanna I wanna tough I wanna tough tough host there. And I, I do have consolation prize to give to give you out there. So uh, you know you won't you won't be left left home. It's not a thousand dollars, Phil. Sorry about that. 
And we do want to encourage everybody to have, we could have a, really have a drink after this, couldn't we? Well, we could. We, you know. we, if we, had, we, had, we could have Popsy's uh, Bayou Tea to celebrate our first Boomer Trivia Quiz Contest, and hopefully we'll have one in, in, in the near future as well. Again, thank you everyone for listening to today's show. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully that you will spread some of this knowledge and information uh, to your readers, to our to your friends, and uh, you do pick up a copy of The Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations, and uh, you might want to attend one of our upcoming events that will take place well, definitely at the Louisiana State Fair uh, on October the 27th. We'll have Senior Day at the Louisiana State Fair again, uh, like we've had for the past seven years, so we hope that you will make plans to attend that particular big function that will uh, have five to 6,000 people to attend uh, learn a lot of great information. Again, don't forget to pick up your personal copy the best of times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend again. Thank you again for listening to our show today. We hope you enjoyed our first and not only Boomer Trivia Quiz Show and I hope that you enjoyed it. I'm Gary Kaligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Best of Times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for The Best of Times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bossier.